Welcome to the Best Bet Corner, a Sunbet production. I'm your host, Harry Chase. With me here in the studio is my co-host, Manila Mike, and our lovely associate producer, Jess. And in the control room, our producer, Lenny Kay. All right, everybody. Welcome to the first show of the Best Bet Corner with Harry Chase. Thanks so much, folks, for joining us on our first show ever. My gang and I are so excited to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun here at the Best Bet Corner. I'm going to be giving you the analysis and picks you need to make the best informed decisions about who to bet on and sometimes who to stay away from. We're going to cover all major sports gambling action from both pro and college football, college and pro basketball, as well as golf, tennis, NASCAR, and whatever the hell else what happens to be able to be bet on. We're going to help you all make the best decisions possible to win as much cash as you can. We're thankful and honored because I am very, or I come from a very cold place in upstate New York to come to you from every week here in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, site of the past week's Fiesta Bowl. So without further Anything further, let me introduce my co-host. This guy has had gambling in his blood literally since he was four years old. Join me in welcoming Manila Mike. Thanks, Harry. It's uh, great to be here. I'm looking forward to sharing our passion for sports gambling with the rest of the world. You're really a modest guy, Harry, uh, but we all know you're one of the great sports betting minds that's out there, a guru, if you will. I mean, I know a lot about sports gambling, but... I seem to learn something from you every day. You know, thanks for having me aboard, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Thanks a lot, Mike. We'll get back to how a four-year-old gets tied up in gambling a little on a little later on in the show. But let me introduce you all to our associate producer, who is also here with us, joining us in the studio. Jess, how are you doing? Hi, Harry. I'm good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to working with you and Mike and keeping you knuckleheads in line. So, Harry... You've been featured for the last three years as one-third of the Degenerate Trifecta on the iHeartRadio Award-nominated Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. You make numerous radio appearances every week, and you write a ton of sports betting articles for various websites and media outlets. But for listeners who might not know you that well, or for people listening to their first show ever about sports gambling, do you mind if we spend a few minutes on the who's, what's, when, where's, and why's? I have a few questions that everyone might be interested in hearing you answer. Not at all, Jess. Fire away. All right, Harry. Clearly, you've been doing this for a while, and you're obviously very passionate about what you do. So where did this love for sports gambling come from? Does it run in your family? Is there a story here we would all love to know? Well, yeah, you know what, Jess? I'll get to my family part in a sec. Uh, You know, I played Little League Baseball, always been into sports, always been a fan, played in high school, too. Uh, When I was in Little League, uh, I played from 9 years old to 12. Uh, My Little League coach at 17 years old, was also my bookie. So I played Little League till 12. I knew this guy. He lived down the street from me. And then he was my bookie at 17. My dad also was into betting parlays, and we had bookies in town. So at 10 years old, 1981, I won my first parlay, a dollar bet on a a three-teamer, paid five bucks, and now it's on from there. Uh, my mother, uh, growing up, she was big time into bingo. Her and my father fought all the time about how many times uh, she was going to go for the week. It was a nonstop battle between those two. It was actually ridiculous. But um, she played like 30 cards at a time, and she would take me and my brother once in a while uh, to a, to play bingo at the local church 
around town. And uh, so I got into that, too. Um, me and Cousin Sal, uh, we met in college uh, in upstate New York. Uh, Cousin Sal, a few people don't know out there, uh, he's in. He's on the Fox Sports 1 show, Lock It In. Uh, and he's also been on Jimmy Kimmel. He's Jimmy Kimmel's cousin. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel Live numerous times. Me and him met in college. We've been buddies for 30 years. So uh, three years ago, like you mentioned, Jess, he uh, wanted to start a podcast uh, on the Bill Simmons radio network um, in terms of sports gambling. So me, him, and two other of our buddies that I've known also for 30 years got together and we started it and it's been great. Uh, we're still going. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of stuff that I've gotten and uh, I've gambled, like I said, since basically 10 years old. There you go. Start them young, right? Crazy, crazy. <laughs> all right. So with all that being said, what's your personal relationship with sports betting today? You've clearly gambled in the past. Do you still participate now, or do you find yourself more just running the numbers and informing others? Uh, I do uh, bet. I don't bet every day like I did when I because I lived in Vegas for 17 years, worked in the casinos for 14 of those 17 years. Used to bet a lot more then. Um, look, you know, uh, I bet still. Uh, I bet today. I, I won my game. I had the. Uh, I had uh, one of the bowl games, so that was good. Good start to the day. Now we're on our first show here, so you know, I, I try to get the best angle. And on uh, our podcast and the other shows that I do, uh, you know, throughout the week in terms of giving the best angle and best odds in terms of betting and games. So I try to do the best, but still I do bet on occasion every week as well. All right. Very, very cool. So you're speaking right now to somebody who's not super well read when it comes to gambling, period, especially sports gambling. And so I'm sure there's other people out there in the same boat. So if you had one piece of advice to give to someone who's looking into getting involved in the world of betting, sports betting in general, what would that one piece of advice be? You know what? It'd be, uh, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> don't do it. You know, don't do it. No, not really, you know, uh, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to be able to be a sports gambler, to figure out lines, numbers, spreads, uh, and you know what? You, you, you got to have a bankroll, too. You have to have a bankroll. You have to have a decent-sized bankroll if you want to win consistently. Uh, again, working in the casinos in Las Vegas, I met like three guys who won consistently, and they had plenty of money to do it. Plenty. They were getting the best lines out there. It's very difficult. It's fun, it, 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 and we all enjoy it, and we all enjoy watching games, and always having a little money on the game doesn't hurt. But, you know, you still, to make a profit overall for the long haul, you better have a bankroll and you better have insight to these games a little bit or else you're not going to win. Yep, that makes total sense. Money, you know, makes the world go round, especially in betting. Keep that money in your pocket, Jess. I will. That is my plan. <laughs> the little money I have will stay in my pocket. <laughs> so, um, on a separate note, I think the most important question that anyone could ask you is, what is your favorite food to eat during a football game or sporting event? Besides almost anything, um, let's see. Um, you know what? Uh, I just did a recent uh, contest where I had to try to eat as many chicken wings as I can, and the, in, the, in which it was the over-under in the Chicago-Detroit game uh, on Thanksgiving Day. We said, screw it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna go with turkey. We're gonna go with chicken wings. So with the chicken wing situation, had to go over thirty nine wings. I started at the beginning of the game. 
by the end of the first half, I had that over 39. I hit my 40th wing before halftime. And crazy, I wasn't sick afterwards. Afterwards, I was, I was fine. I was fine, actually. Uh, had still a Thanksgiving dinner later on that night. So call it what you want. I can put down the chicken wings with the best of them. Oh, my Lord. Well... That's absurd. Yeah. And speaking of absurdities, you did mention that you lived in Vegas for 17 years. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded by gambling, gambling culture. What's the craziest thing you've seen over the years? Did anybody maybe eat more chicken wings than you? Boy, you know, uh, besides the, uh, you know, the $2 uh, shrimp cocktails that are on the strip and all, all everything like that. You know, I've seen uh, in terms of the betting, I've seen so many crazy things. In uh, in working in the casinos, uh, I was in town for uh, less than four months. I was at the Rio with a buddy, and uh, I witnessed a woman playing craps. And that's one game that I really don't play, um, but I know the rules a bit. And she was betting five dollars on herself, five dollars on herself. She was just a, a tourist, and some guy who had tons of money on the table had five hundred dollar chips all over the place. He was betting against her. Keeps betting against her. She kept rolling 7-Elevens. In within a half an hour, the guy was down $23,000. And I'm like, you know what? This town's for me. So, you know, but so basically I stayed. I stayed for all these years. I saw other stories. I've seen people get killed. I've seen people do this, that, and the other thing. But you know what? Overall, it, 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 was, it was fun, but still, it's crazy stuff, crazy stories. I got more. We'll, as we go into the different shows and whatever, I'll share plenty of Vegas stories that were just obscene. Well, I look forward to hearing them, and I'm sure everybody else does as well. So, moving on to Manila Mike. Obviously, we're wondering where a name like that even comes from. There has to be a story there. Care to enlighten us on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think you got to know that I am from the Philippines. I'm from Manila. And uh, as Harry referenced earlier, uh, I got started pretty young, four years old. I was basically a poker chip. You know, my dad and uncle almost lost me in a poker uh, poker tournament, actually, yeah, it was pretty insane. Uh, I'd, I have to say that uh, Harry referenced that you need a bank. In this case, their bank was a baby, and that was me. But I've had that gambling itch in my blood since then. If I'm not sports betting, you find me on a blackjack table. That's just where I'm at. Well, I mean, I think I speak for everyone here when I say I'm very glad that you're here to join us today after that near mishap. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, on a more serious note... Would you mind telling all of us the strengths that you know you're going to bring to this team? Well, I, I consider myself a local a local here, so I'm definitely going to bring some sports bias here. Cardinals fan, Diamondbacks, Coyotes, Mercury, Rattlers, if any of you guys like those uh, littler leagues. Mike, but- by, Mike, by the way, the correct me if I'm wrong, but do not the... Mercury stay where you live in the apartment complex? Yeah, not only the Mercury, but the Rattlers are there too. So you'll see, you'll see them around all the time. Can we get some inside info from you on these games once the season starts again? Oh, I'll work on it, definitely. I'll bring that to the table. Please do. So, uh, So we'll work on that. And now we're going to do a little bit of a lead into the NFL playoffs. Okay, guys? Uh, we've got a lot to cover as this is one of my favorite weekends in all of sports and sports gambling. It's wild card weekend in the NFL. We've got January 1 bowl games to dissect and discuss the NCAA national championship game between the Tigers of Clemson and LSU. This game should be epic, and it's on January 13th in New Orleans, Louisiana. 
But first, Jess, it's wild card weekend in the NFL. What do we got? All right, Harry. In a never-before-seen move, the NFL has put both AFC wildcard games on Saturday, leaving both NFC games on Sunday. So, on Saturday at 4.35 o'clock Eastern, the Bills and Texans kick off at Houston. So, the Texans are a three-point favorite, and the under-over is 42.5. Harry, I'm sure everybody remembers that on wildcard weekend last year, the Texans were corralled by the Colts, losing the game by 14 in Houston. I guess it's safe to say we're all just patiently waiting to see which Texans team is going to show up this year. You know what? They've been Jekyll and Hyde this year as well. They've been very tough to follow and uh, understand every week. They're different. Look, I'm loving the under in this wildcard matchup. The Bills' third-ranked defense has three players with 100 or more tackles, and second-year cornerback Tredavious White led the NFL with six interceptions. Bills' quarterback Josh Allen is becoming an excellent game manager who can beat you with his legs and not just his arm. He led the Bills in rushing last year and had over five. 500 yards this season. Being able to run the ball effectively keeps the clock running when you have the under. With the total at 42 and a half, look, the Bills games have gone under 42 points in eight of their last nine matchups. All-pro J.J. Watt is supposed to return for the Texans. He will be welcomed immensely to to a team who needs a push in their pass rush. Come playoff time, though, the Texans get very timid when it comes to scoring points. Like you mentioned, Jess, last year against Indy at home, they scored only seven points. That's all Deshaun Watson could muster. Uh, two years ago, 16 points against the Patriots. And the year before that, they were shut out at home versus Kansas City, 30 to nothing. Look, the total has gone under in three of the Texans' last four wildcard weekend games, and the total has gone under in the last four out of five meetings between these two teams. So in the first playoff game of the 2019-2020 season, this one looks like a solid, a solid under here, Jess. So, Mike, what do you think about this game? I went with the under. What do you got? Man, I'm with you. I like the under here. You got Buffalo, like you said, third-ranked defense. You got fifth-best rushing offense, too, man. You got Singletary. You got Gore, the ageless wonder. I mean, like you said, you run the football well. You take time off the clock. I just see it going I see it going under 42-and-a-half, man. The only thing, I, mean, I love me Deshaun Watson and – Arguably one of the best receivers in the NFL, Hopkins, man. And they've added a few pieces that might make it a little bit more difficult for Buffalo here. You got Carlos Hyde, 1,000 yards this year. Mm-hmm. I love Duke Johnson, man. He's on my fantasy team almost every year. Mm-hmm. Didn't disappoint this year, thankfully. You are a legend in fantasy, by the way. Uh, I'd like to think I'm a legend in fantasy. Known you long enough. Every, every year you're in the playoffs. <laughs> I think some of my friends might disagree. Meanwhile, I haven't made it three years in a row. But anyways, uh, I got, digress. You got Stills. You got Fuller. Hopefully they're there to you know, take a little bit of pressure off of uh, Hopkins. And I'm going to ask you guys, so you know me, I love Fuller. Yeah, you know what? Also, I think, you know, Devin Singletary for the Bills, he's had a spectacular second half of the season. He's really turned it on. Uh, he had a great game against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, so he'll be able to move the ball, too. He'll be able to get first downs. He catches balls out of the, out of the, uh, out of the backfield, too. He's been fantastic for uh, the Bills' offense. The Bills also can control, you know, with short passes too. John Brown, ex-Cardinal, great pickup for the Bills. 
Uh, he's had over 1,000 yards this season, too. So I think they'll be able to grind it out. Don't get crazy with wild plays. Get some first downs. Get Move the ball. This game will go under. Under 42.5 is the play. I think that's the solid play here. One thing, too, is they got Cole Beasley, too, man. Like That guy's a solid slot receiver. I think they'll be able to go to him in the clutch. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure Dallas would like to have him back. Uh, but the one thing at Houston that I think is the key piece there, Tunsil. I mean, since he's been in the league, how many times do, have we seen Deshaun Watson just get sacked or get hit? He's used to that. And I think, you know, even with Buffalo and their great defense, that's something Deshaun has dealt with every year he's been in the league. Tunsil's there now, giving him a little bit more protection. I mean, I I want to see Houston win, but I got the under her too. Look, it's got it's going to be a great it's going to be a great game because look, JJ Watt back. That place is going to be electric. It's going to be very interesting to see how much he gets to play, how much of an impact he can be. Um, everybody loves this guy. Uh, he's great in the community, and I think this game definitely stays under because I just don't think there's going to be enough big plays here. I don't think that Deshaun Watson's going to be able to go downfield against this very, very tough Bills secondary and Bills uh, defense. Yeah, I think the difference comes in to maybe the tight end play. You know, I, I, I like Knox, I like Croft. Maybe uh, Josh Allen gets it to him, one big play, and that's the difference. They should use Knox. They definitely should use Knox a little bit more. Um, he's made some plays in the, in the second half of the season. He had a nice grab against the Patriots a couple weeks ago in their seven-point loss. But I still think that overall here, look, we got a lot of stuff going on with this game. First game of the do- on the docket of the playoffs this week, first game on Saturday, Bills-Texans. The spread is three. The over-under is 42.5. Still think solid. The play here is under 42.5. All right, Harry. So we're going on the record here. We're not taking a side in this game, but we're taking the under 42.5. You got it. Absolutely. All right. We got to take a break. When we get back, we'll go over the other three wildcard matchups. This is the Best Bet Corner, 1580 The Fanatic. Napa Know How. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil in a Platinum Filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa Full Synthetic Oil in a Platinum Filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last. Offer ends 12-15-19. Birds, birds everywhere. No, it's not an Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's your yard. They are everywhere, nesting under your eaves, droppings on the front walk, and on your car. Birds carries fleas, lice, mites, ticks, and carry diseases like salmonella. Alliance Pest Management can help. Do you have pest control issues? Roof rats, birds, cockroaches, scorpions, spiders, bees, wasps, ants, even bed bugs? Call the Better Business Bureau A-plus rated Alliance Pest Management, the Valley's premier pest control company. The pest management company that Money Radio and the Fanatic Sports Radio uses for their studios. In business since 1982, whether you need service at your home or business, call Alliance Pest Management. Free inspection and free estimate. They use products that are environmentally safe and safe for children and pets. Call 480-661-0310. Alliance-PestManagement.com. 480-661-0310. Alliance-PestManagement.com. 
Everybody wants cheap airfare. But where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines. And they're so low, you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. Operators are standing by. 800-958-5306. 800-958-5306. That's 800-958-5306. This is one manly man asking his manly buddy to meet him at a manly place for manly drinks, eats, and a wild good time before he goes home to take out the trash and finish the honeydew list. Hobnob Sports Grill, Arizona's home for Chicago sports, located on Chandler Boulevard just east of the I-10, with amazing food and drink specials daily, plus the East Valley's best happy hour. So bring your buds and grab some suds. Hobnob Sports Grill. All right, we are back on the first edition of the Best Bet Corner at 1580 The Fanatic. Jess, what do we have up next? All right, guys, on to the second game on Saturday, our other AFC game, where the Titans will be paying a visit to Tom Brady and the Patriots. They'll be visiting Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. As of right now, the Patriots are four and a half point favorites, and the under over is 43 and a half. Finally, the Patriots have some math working against them. In the last 30 years, Harry, 70% of Super Bowl winners had a first round bye in the playoffs, which means the Patriots only have a 30% chance of winning the Super Bowl this year. Those odds are not enough for Belichick and Brady. So, our sources tell us that a six man video crew flew out of Boston early this morning, destination Nashville. I wonder what they'll be filming. Look, who knows what the Patriots are up to? We do know is that they are playing on Wild Card Weekend because they lost to a four-win divisional opponent when a bye was on the line. Look, have Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the rest of the Patriots just played a major game of possum with all of us or what? I don't know. What I do know is I'm going to try the over 43-and-a-half here. In the Pats' last three games, they're averaging 28 points a game. New England knows they have to play much better than they did last week, and frankly, better than they have the entire second half of the season. Brady and the Pats are still ninth best in the league in passing yards, and using running back James White is key to their success. White is such an underrated back. He has 900 all-purpose yards this season, 72 receptions, and five of those were for touchdowns. I'm looking for Brady to be fired up. He will get this team going and provide a spark, a spark like last year in the first playoff game versus the Chargers when people said the Patriots were done. He only put up 41 points in that game, and the game went over by the third quarter. So look, the the Patriots are very capable, even though people are down on them right now. This is what happened again, remember, last year, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill for the Texans, though, he's had a rebirth in Tennessee. 26 total touchdowns, just six picks. Look, the Titans have had a great offense lately. They have 
in their have in their they have the eighth best offense in the league and are third best running the ball thanks to Derrick Henry. Henry's got almost eighteen hundred yards combined and eighteen touchdowns. And rookie wide receiver AJ Brown has been electric. He's been st- he's been a complete standout from all the other Titans receivers. He has over a thousand yards and he's averaging twenty yards a catch. He can strike at any moment. Look, nine straight Titans games, nine straight have gone over 43.5 points. And in seven of their last eight games, the winner has scored at least 30 points in Titans games. The over is hit in seven of the last eight games when Tennessee has played in New England. And in the Pats' last nine playoff games, the total has gone over in seven of them. So my play here is the Titans and the Patriots on Saturday to go over 43 and a half points. Manila Mike, what do you got, bud? Every iota of my being wants to bet on Tennessee finally taking down the Patriots. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that want to see it. I mean, don't you, Harry? You, you well, Listen, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. I've been to the last two Super Bowls with the Giants. I, I went to the Super Bowl when it was here in Phoenix. Uh, I despise the Patriots. I want them to lose. Of course, of course I want them to lose. But... Talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team, man. Like you said, there's been a resurgent for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I'm sure he's got a bone to pick playing Tom Brady twice for the past few years. Yeah. And Derrick Henry. Like, he looks like the new beast mode, man. This guy is insane. This is a guy who could take over a game. He really can. He runs people over. And A.J. Brown, some of the catches I've seen him make, I'm like, this guy is not a rookie. Mm. So, I mean, I like the over tennessee He's got a lot of offense. Let's talk about this Patriots defense, man. They've looked great against subpar teams. So which Tennessee team are we going to see? We're going to see the one from the last nine weeks looking like an awesome playoff team, getting hot at the right time, or are we going to see the team from the beginning? You know, is well, Tannehill going to show us that he's made for the playoffs? Again, you know, are the Titans playing – are the Patriots playing t- uh, possum? I don't know, but the Titans lately, they've been lighting it up. Even though they they they, they, uh, they got a slow start a couple weeks ago in at home against the, t- the, the Texans, um, they still came through late in the game, lost that game, but still with Pittsburgh losing, they were on the on- inside looking uh, – inside track to making the playoffs. So then the, they played the Saints – and they put up 28 points against the Saints, uh, and, and no one does that lately against uh, New Orleans. They look good offensively that game, too. Just the Saints lit it up as well. And then last week, you know, against the, the, the Texans, who were playing their second-rate players, but they did what they had to do. They had to win the game to get in the playoffs. They did it. They put up 35 points. And now they're in New England with a chance definitely to do some damage here because they're a pretty, good, pretty damn good team. What did the Patriots' defense give up to the Dolphins in Foxborough last week? I believe the Tennessee Titans are a better team, so I think they're going to put up more points. The over is great, but that old adage, never bet against the Patriots, it's a, I've been burned way too many times to take anything against the Patriots. The over, though, that's looking good. You're agreeing with me on the over? Ab- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I just think that there's going to be points here. Again, last year... Patriots were down. Everyone was down on them. They lit it up in the first round of the playoffs and against Kansas City. So I'm going with the over here. I just think there's going to be points in this game late late game on Saturday. So what do we got next, Jess? All right. So is it safe to say that on the record you're taking just the over for this uh, New England-Tennessee game? That is correct. All right. Then let's move on. So now we've got game three 
the first of two games on Sunday. This game kicks off at 4.05 Eastern Time. The Minnesota Vikings are in New Orleans to play the Saints. The Saints are an eight-point favorite, and Vegas has set the total at 48. Essentially, we have a rematch here of the Minnesota Miracle from two seasons ago. Harry, is Mardi Gras coming early for the Saints this year? You know what? It may. It very well may. But you know what? Eight points here is hard to pass up, Jess. I mean, look, is it me or does this game look just too easy for the Saints? Uh, Let me explain, guys. Number one, they are in their friendly confines of their their Mercedes-Benz Dome. Number two, in six of the last seven games, they've scored at least 34 points. Number three, revenge, Jess, is certainly on their minds from the miracle in Minneapolis from two years ago. Four, everyone says Minnesota quarterback Kirk Cousins can't win big games. People are going to be saying that throughout the week. Five, wide receiver uh, for the Saints, Michael Thomas, had a season for the ages. An NFL record 149 receptions for over 1,700 yards. And six, the Vikings ended the season losing two of the last three games and three of the last five. So everything you would think leads to the Saints in a route. Not so fast. I am still taking the Vikings with the with the eight here. Look, I'm a points guy. I said that earlier. Uh, you, you will notice that about me. I traditionally hate laying points and love to find a live dog when I can. I think this is a spot for the Vikings. Nobody's going to be on them, but I am. The Vikings will get running back Delvin Cook back. He's the key ingredient that that gets this team functioning the way they need to offensively. With him in there, this team has a much-needed swagger to them. And with Cook pounding the ball on the ground, that allows Kirk Cousins and his 26 touchdown passes to see the field so much better and sets up wide receivers Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and tight end Kyle Rudolph. Look, defensive end Daniil Hunter and his 14-and-a-half sacks must, must put pressure on Drew Brees and cause some havoc for the Vikings. Hunter may be the key player come Sunday more than anyone else. Just like, just some, just something about this game really makes me feel like I like the Vikings. Uh, I'm not laying the points here. I'm taking the eight. Um, Look, a couple of interesting facts between uh, these uh, these game these teams. Minnesota is five and one against the spread in their last six on the road in New Orleans. Kind of interesting. The Saints are just two and ten against the spread in their last twelve playoff games, and the Vikings are nine and two in their last eleven games versus dome teams. Two and one in those games against the Saints. So look, I am going to ride here again. Vikings plus the eight. I'll take this live dog. They're a very good team. Even though they've been playing good the past couple of weeks, still taking the eight here. Mike, what do you got, pal? I agree with you. I think the key is Dalvin Cook. If he comes in and he does what he's done all season, then Kirk Cousins gets rolling and the Vikings have a chance. Eight points is a lot. I agree with you. Even though I think New Orleans ends up winning the game, I think it's going to be close. I know some of my friends out there might not like to hear that. But the one difference, Drew Brees, do we remember? He had five games off. I mean, I'm sure it was an injury, but the difference between this year and last year when he seemed to run out of gas, five games off. He's looking good. He's looking fresh. And let's talk about Mr. Alvin. He's finally turned it back on. He had that mid-season drought, but he's getting good. He's getting back in at the right time. So I got New Orleans, but I can't take eight. 
you know, I, I just think that this is a situation. It's just, it see everything looks too good. Well, I do this a lot. Sometimes it does get me into trouble. Cousin Sal will definitely say that over and over. But this game just looks too good for the Saints. Everything is going their way. They've been just rolling. Like I said, they've been scoring a lot of points, tons of points. What is it, 34 points they've scored in like six of the last seven games? That's insane. So, of course, people are going to be all over Drew Brees this week, but I'm telling you, I'm just feeling this game. Something's going to turn here. I like the Vikings as a live dog here. Yeah, man, I I can't I can't trust in Kirk Cousins. I can't do it. What is that? He's 0-10 in Monday night games, and here we are in another dome game, and it's a big game. It's a big game, and I don't see him stepping up. Have you seen? Look, I'll tell you this. He did step it up. He did step it up in on Sunday night against Dallas. Dallas. He had a couple touchdowns. He still got a night game in on the road. He got the W. So, look, I'm just going to go with it here. Dalvin Cook and uh, and Hunter play huge for the Vikings. Maybe they step it up. I think that plus the eight is live here. Jess, that's what I got. I got the Vikings plus the eight here. What do we got in the final game? All right. On the record, taking the Vikings with the eight. <clears throat> and last but not least here on the NFL schedule this wild card weekend, the Seattle Seahawks, after choking mightily on Sunday in the last five seconds, will fly all the way across the country to play the depleted Philadelphia Eagles. Had Seattle not choked, they would have stayed home to host a playoff game. But instead, they're flying 3,000 miles away. Vegas currently has the Seahawks at one and a half point as one and a half point favorites with the total set at 45 and a half. Just five weeks ago, Seattle beat the Eagles 17 to nine in Philadelphia. Now the Eagles have a chance to win the game that actually matters. Harry, all I have to say is I'm glad we live on the West Coast because it's going to be a late game for everyone back East. A lot of people sleeping at their desks on Monday morning on the East Coast. Definitely. That's going to be it's going to be a late uh Sunday night and a late weekend all the way around, but it should be a lot of fun. Look, I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pass this game right along first to you, uh, Manila Mike. You are our West Coast uh, expertise uh, in the Pac-12 in the uh, uh, NFC West. You're a Cardinals fan. Seattle's playing here, obviously against Philly on the road. What are you What are your feelings when it comes to this game? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is that game last night. What a, well, by the way, what a way to end it. I mean, it was crazy, but what a way to end the regular season at the half-inch line. Absolutely. Well, the play before that, you're on the one-yard line. You have Marshawn Lynch ready to punch it in, and you get a delay a game. You're back on the six. They weren't even close to even lining up for a play. That yeah. was the crazy thing. This is makes this makes this makes uh, the, the Seahawks with Marshawn Lynch 0 for two when they needed to, needed him most. Yeah, I. Couldn't understand it. The Pete only, Carroll could not get it right. I mean, to me, the only thing I could think of is Pete Carroll, he wants to play Philly. I mean, they're 7-1 on the road, like just said. Road Warriors. Yeah. they No touchdowns in Philly? They did that four weeks ago. And Look, and then Seattle's got the 26th rated defense in the NFL, and they gave up no touchdowns, right, no touchdowns in Philly a little over a month ago. And if you've got the 26th rated defense, you know what you want to play? A depleted wideout core. Who does Carson Wentz have to throw to? He's got 4,000 yards this season and no wide receiver with more than 500 yards. Oh, you mean you mean Greg Ward, Dallas Goddard, and J.J. Arcega, Whiteside? Like, 
Who had like to, to raise a hand? Who had any of those guys in fantasy football to start the season? You got You got to give props <laughs> to Carson. You got to give props to Carson Wentz. He's been playing amazing. What he's got, but they seem too depleted. Again, watching that game in Philly yesterday, there was a point where they had to take an injured player into the locker room because there was a line outside the blue tent. I've never seen that happen. Yeah, Aikman announced that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like. How many injuries can this team have and still make the playoffs? But I think this is kind of what was happening two years ago. Look, I mean, look, I think that overall here, um, Philly has been doing a great job down the stretch after they lost um, to the Dolphins um, on the road. Things looked very bleak for them at that moment. They gave up 37 points to the Dolphins. Dolphins had a great game. Great game plan there, but Philly came back and won four straight divisional games. They beat Dallas when they needed to last week. Uh, they did the job against the Giants this, uh, on Sunday. They deserve to be where they're at. But look, you know, still, this is a tough game. One and a half. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't lose many games. Doesn't lose many games at all go, when he goes back to back to back. And this is what's happened. They've lost two in a row. I mean, are they going to lose three in a row? I mean, this is going to be this is insane. I mean, again, they beat them on the road, and and the Eagles are uh, very depleted. I mean, the, these guys that are the, everyone's still stepping up. This look, this Boston Scott, the running back yesterday, stepped it up against the Giants. He was fantastic when they needed him most. I mean, uh, I just think that the Eagles overall here uh, could get it done. Obviously, I mean, this is the same thing. Two years ago, they were the, that was the, they were the first team ever to be an underdog in the wild card matchup that was home and won a division. Nobody gave them any credit. Nobody thought they were going to win the game. Atlanta, everybody at Atlanta. It was an ugly game. Philly stepped up, won that game, and no one still had any faith in Philly, thinking, okay, big deal, you beat Atlanta. That game still means nothing, and you're going to lose the next week. Well, guess what? Philly won the next week, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. They beat Tom Brady. So, look. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pass on this game. I'm gonna pass because I'm making good points for both teams. But anyways, look, Mike, what do you got? Because I'm passing here. Each one of these teams has a Super Bowl winning quarterback. One of them started. So, but like I said, I'm an NFC West guy, Cardinals fan. I want to see Philly win. Go, Phil. <clears throat> All right, Harry. So your pick is pass. I'm passing on this one. Yep. All right. Well, sometimes the best bet is no bet at all. So, all right, we're going to take another quick break. This is the Best Bet Corner, 158 of the Fanatic. Bruce Jacobs for Harmon Solar. The solar tax credit is being reduced by 4% next year. Harmon Solar understands that every dollar, what it means to you. Harmon Solar will make up the difference next year by giving you a 4% rebate. That's right, they'll make up the difference to get you back to saving that 30% on your solar system. Every dollar counts, and Harmon Solar found a solution for you. Visit HarmonSolar.com today so they can safely schedule you for next year. Terms and conditions apply. See website for further details. Harmon Solar is an REC certified installer. Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa full synthetic oil and a platinum filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last. Offer ends 12-15-19. 
Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just nine the following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. Our company specializes in low-cost SR22 auto insurance. We know that mistakes happen and offer free quotes for very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. The quote is free and we'll handle the filing so you can start saving money. Call 800-749-2984. 800-749-2984. 800-749-2984. Barbecue Island is Arizona's premier barbecue store. They specialize in educating you on the perfect outdoor kitchen equipment. From stainless steel gas grills and smokers, the professionally trained sales staff can assist you in determining your every need. Bruce from Jacobs and Hellestray, I've purchased from Barbecue Island. Not only do they sell the product, they use it. Stop by any of the locations in Peoria, Scottsdale, or Tempe. Check out BarbecueIsland.com or call them at 877-474-5669. We're back at 1580 Fanatic, the best bet corner. We're going to hit a little NCAA championship game here. Talk a little about Clemson and LSU. Jess, what do we got here about this game? All right, Harry, Mike. So with all the crazy stuff that happened with the NFL this weekend, let's not forget we're in the heart of the college football bowl season. The BCS championship game is set for January 13th, featuring Tigers versus Tigers. Clemson and LSU should provide us with a fantastic game to bet on. And we're going to touch on that this week, but we won't make a pick until next week because you never know who's going to get hurt or suspended or arrested or fail out of school between now and game time. There's a full slate of games on January 1st, New Year's Day. Harry, are you going to tell us how to beat the New Year's hangover with some serious wins on January 1st, 2020? Absolutely, Jess. Absolutely. But first, I just want to make a comment about this uh, uh, LSU game versus Clemson. It's going to be fantastic. LSU currently is a five and a half point favorite. They opened six, came down to five and a half. The total sits at 69 and a half. Look, me, you, Mike, we watched the game together at my place on Saturday. What a game that was. I mean, to be down 16 nothing, Trevor Lawrence, not phased, unflappable. He was fantastic in their comeback win against Ohio State. Joe Burrow was amazing, beyond amazing. I mean, we can't even, can't even describe how unbelievable he was on Saturday in the first game, blowing out Oklahoma. Uh, look, but we were watching, like I said, we were watching the Clemson game. I had Clemson. I had a bet on Clemson. I was happy I won. Uh, Josh, you were rooting for Clemson as well. Um, but for a different reason. You want to tell everyone why? Uh, 
Yeah, if I'm being honest with you, I just think that Trevor Lawrence is a bit of a stud. Very handsome guy with his long flowing hair, you know. Very like Greek god athlete, if you ask me. Is he? I mean, I'm not saying. Look at look. I'm uh, I'm no Greek god, that's for sure. And I'm very follically challenged. <laughs> we'll we'll just leave it at that. Um, uh, since I've been bald, since I've been hmm, 17 and a half years old. But uh, I digress, and I forget about that. But still, yeah, you know what? His ha- I, I, listen. I give guys credit when credit is due when it comes to hair. And it's just is that great hair? I don't know. It's just it's flowing blonde locks, but. It, it's almost like there, there's a there's a woman that goes to the girl that goes to Clemson as well, and they've been compared to each other. They look very similar. They could be twins. I know an attractive person when I see one, male or female. I think they both got it going on. And hey, they pulled a dub, and that's all that matters. Hey, look, that's all that matters. He really, he really was unbelievable. I don't think anything phases this guy. He was a freshman. He won the national championship last year. Burroughs won the Heisman Trophy. It's going to be a great game. So next week, we will definitely dive deep into that. We'll dive into prop bets in the game, who I like, and everything like that. So it's going to uh, January thirteenth is going to be one heck of a game. But anyways, as you mentioned, we have still plenty of bowl games left. January 1st, we've got four bowl games. I'm going to dive deep right now into my four picks for these bowl games on January 1st. Look, the first game uh, starts uh, uh, in the morning. The Citrus Bowl is playing. Uh, Michigan is playing Alabama. The Crimson Tide are a seven-point favorite. The total is at 58. Look, this is a matchup of two head coaches that I can't stand. The Wolverines' Jim Harbaugh is one of the most overrated coaches in history, in my opinion, that hasn't won nothing. He has one NFL conference championship to his credit. That's it. And hasn't beat their rival Ohio State since his tenure at Ann Arbor. They And he's lost the last three bowl games he's been in. They got mauled by Florida last year, 41-15, blew a 16-point lead in 2017 to South Carolina, and lost to Florida State by seven points three years ago. During those three games, Michigan QBs have just two passing touchdowns and five interceptions. Meanwhile, look, Nick Saban has won plenty, but no one whines more than this guy. He's so annoying to watch. But when it comes down to talent and coaching, I'll roll with the Crimson Tide and Nick Saban any day. Some might think, um, are Alabama's heads really going to be into this game, being at the Citrus Bowl? Well, I think it's an easy answer because Saban hates to lose. They will be ready. Alabama bounces Harbaugh and covers the seven. Alabama minus the seven over Michigan. Up next is the Outback Bowl. The Outback Bowl's got Auburn, a seven-point favorite over Minnesota, Total sits at 53.5. I'm leaning towards Auburn here. Look, they finished 9-3. and three. The Tigers beat Alabama. They beat Oregon on a neutral field and lost to LSU in Baton Rouge by only three points. In 12 games, they played nine bowl teams. And last year's bowl, they played a Big Ten school and hung 63 on Purdue. Auburn's defense gave up 25 points or more just once this year, and freshman QB Bo Nix matured nicely throughout the season, compiling 22 total touchdowns. The Gophers head coach P.J. Fleck and his squad have a lot to be proud of this season, but they kind of faltered down the stretch, guys, losing two of the last three games, and that includes losing at home in the final game of the season to Wisconsin by 21 and missed out in playing Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. The Gophers... Schedule this year has yielded just five teams playing in bowls this season. Playing on January 1st 
is new territory for Minnesota. Auburn has the depth. They've played a much tougher schedule, and they get it done. They cover the seven also here. Auburn minus the seven over Minnesota in the Outback Bowl. Uh, For game three on January 1st, we head to New Orleans and the Sugar Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Georgia is a five and a half point favorite against Baylor. The total here sits at 41 and a half. Look, I know this total looks extremely low as it sits at 41 and a half, but I'm still going to go with the under here. In 13 games this season, Georgia's defense gave up 20 or less points in 12 of them. In the SEC game, SEC championship game, the Bulldogs D gave up only 37 points to LSU, which actually is very impressive after what we saw on Saturday from LSU putting up 63 versus Oklahoma. Georgia doesn't have much of a passing attack either as wide receiver. The George Pickens leads the team with just 550 yards receiving. Baylor has injuries at quarterback heading into this matchup. We're not sure how this merry-go-round of quarterbacks is going to go. Their defense has been on point, especially in the last three games, plus in 13 games this season. They led the Big 12 in total defense and led the conference in points allowed at just 251. This will be a struggle uh, for field position in the Sugar Bowl, but under 41.5 is the play between Georgia and Baylor. And finally, we head into the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Wisconsin is a three-point favorite against the Oregon Ducks. Total sits at 51. My man, like I said, Manila Mike is our Pac-10, Pac-12 guru, West Coast guru. Mike, I'm going to leave it to you right now. I'm going to give my pick in a second, but I'm going to let you lead on who you like here. Here's a little bit more bias here. Uh, I'm a Sun Devil alum. I was happy when ASU got that win against Oregon. We had a game plan. It worked. And did anybody watch Wisconsin blow a two-touchdown lead in the Big Ten Championship? Where's their head at in this game? I mean, I understand it's a bowl game, but I can't believe they were up two touchdowns in that game and you just you let it go. This is really the only chance for anybody in the Pac-12 to salvage the respect that anybody has for them. They, they got to salvage it. Like, I, this is the only way we got that to win. They got a stud at quarterback. 32 touchdowns this year, 10,000 yards. First career. First career. I like Ducks. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, you know, Wisconsin, we know, is very talented, led by running back Jonathan Taylor at 1,900 rushing yards. But the Ducks have a stud running back themselves and C.J. Verdell. Love this guy. He had almost 1,200 yards on the ground and ran for 6.5 yards a carry this season in the Pac-12 championship game. Verdell had three rushing touchdowns, two of them in the fourth quarter for 70 and 31 yards. He had over 200 yards in a blowout win against a team, Utah, who supposedly had a great defense. I'm with you, Mike. The Ducks will do the conference a solid and shine in sunny Pasadena and upset the Badgers in the Rose Bowl. Oregon plus the three against Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. There we go. We have a we have concluded the four major games on January 1st. Uh, so everybody enjoy the new year. We're going to have fun on uh, the first watching these games. And now we are going to go into coaching firings in the NFL. Look, you always know it's going to happen. You, uh, it, it, it's almost like Black a Black Monday when it comes to the last day of the regular season. Wasn't too bad today. Wasn't too bad. I mean, my New York Giants, I'm a New York Giants fan, as I mentioned. They got rid of Pat Shermer. 
Uh, we'll get into that in a second, too. But yesterday, like when the, when the last game was over, the Cleveland Browns got, fr- got rid of Freddie Kitchens after just one season with the Browns. A lot of different things went on for the Browns this season where they had issues. And listen, earlier on, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the Carolina Panthers fired Ron Rivera as well. Uh, Rivera had a very nice st- tenure with the, the Panthers, but still, ultimately, things needed to change. Cam Newton, he had a bad deal. He got a broad deal, really, this year with Cam Newton going down and not really having a backup quarterback. But sometimes it's just time, you know, uh, you know, Mike. So, look, they're looking at uh, a lot of different coaches. Mike McCarthy went in there. He interviewed for the job. He wants to coach again. He was really good with Green Bay, but his time passed up too, so he wants to get back into it. And always, offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, always a name out there for games, uh, for teams to be uh, to get a new head coaching position. He's 4-1 to one to be the next Carolina head coach, and Mike McCarthy is currently sitting at 5-2. to two. Look, the, we just mentioned the Browns. Uh, Kevin Stefanski. He's 11 to 4 as the favorite. The off, he's the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Uh, he's the favorite uh, to be the next head coach in Cleveland. Look, he, he went to U Penn. Interesting, Mike. You got accepted to U Penn. Isn't that right? Yeah, and I chose ASU. So, I mean, you tell me what that means. That means you like to gamble more. Absolutely. You no, know, you know what? It makes you smart because now you're you're not spending all that money on that education that you didn't have to spend that much on at ASU. Yeah, I'm just losing at the casino. That, you know, hey, nothing wrong with that. If that's what you like, if that's what you do, that's fine. Absolutely. But, but look, he, again, it's interesting, too, for the Cleveland Browns. Urban Meyer, ex-coach uh, of Ohio State, legend up there. He's 7-1 to one to be the next Browns head coach. Uh, and again, McDaniels at 3-1, to one, but Stepanski is 11-4. to four. He's the favorite to be the next coach. And again, I'm a New York Giants fan. New York Giants fan, Josh McDaniels at 5-1. to one to be uh, the next Giants coach. He's up there, too. Urban Meyer, 10-1. to 1. Mike McCarthy, 12-1. to 1. Uh, Jason Garrett, very interesting. Very interesting at 20-1 to 1 to uh, be the next Giants coach. But Matt Rule, head coach of Baylor, is the 2-1 favorite. Interesting. We'll see what happens with the Giants. Anyways, not, we're done with that. Now we're going to head back over to Jess. Jess, what do we got? All right, Harry. It's time for this week's best bet. What do you have for us? All right, we're going to do this segment every single week. At the end of the show, I am going to be giving a best bet who I really enjoy and think is going to win and cover the spread for the week. So, my best bet this week, believe it or not, don't laugh, people, but I'm going to go the Idaho Potato Bowl. Ohio is an eight-point favorite against the Nevada Wolfpack. Eight-point favorite against Wolfpack. Look. Ohio is 6-6, six and six, Nevada 7-5. Why is Ohio an 8-point favorite? Well, I'll tell you. Look, they're a much better team. Nevada played a bunch of no-name teams this year. Ohio, in their last seven games, are averaging 41 points per game. They've got three running backs on the team that have 550 yards or more. And also Nevada's losses, 77 points they gave up to Oregon, 54 at home to Hawaii, 36-31, and 33 to UNLV, who fired their coach and didn't make a bowl game. So, look, I think overall, their quarterback, Nathan Rourke, had 32 total touchdowns. The quarterbacks that Nevada had had 13 total passing touchdowns and just 13 total, and had 13 total picks. I think Ohio in the bowl on Friday, the Idaho Potato Bowl, minus eight, is my best bet of the week. So, with that said, we've got 
we're going to recap all these games. Um, we've got Idaho, Potato Bowl, Ohio minus eight. The bowl games we've went over. The NFL games, our best bets. My best bets are passing on the Seattle game. I'm taking the over in the Patriots game. I'm taking the under in the Bills game. And the Vikings, the Vikings plus eight is my play. So once again, guys, this is the this has been the best bet corner. I'm very, very appreciative of everybody in, in being involved in here. I really appreciate everything. And Jess? All right. So it sounds like on the record, we're going with the Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise, Idaho. Ohio, minus eight points is the pick against Nevada. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So what do you have going on this week, Harry? And where can people find you? You know what, uh, Jess? Uh, I'm on Against All Odds podcast again, like you mentioned, with Cousin Sal on the Bill Simmons Ringer Podcast Network. Hey, Bill. Hey, Sal. Also, I'm on Clay Travis's podcast every Wednesday. I'll kick the coverage with picks, read my articles on oddshark.com, and catch my Skype show on Odd Sharks Guys and Bets on YouTube every Friday. And I'm on Twitter at AAO Harry. All right. And Mike, what about you? I know you've got some exciting stuff going on tonight and tomorrow. What about later in the week? Tonight, tomorrow, if anybody's headed out to Decadence out in Rawhide, well, you might find Manila Mike out there. I'll be enjoying some tunes and my buddies. And I guess to relax after that, you got all the bowl games, January 1st, and then Wild Card Weekend. I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be an exciting weekend of football, exciting week of football all around. And I couldn't think of any way else to bring in the new year than football, guys. How about, how about you, Harry? Listen, I, I can't wait, man. This is going to be fantastic. Wild Card Weekend is, like I said, one of my favorite, favorite weekends of the season. It's just a party all around, uh, wherever you're at. Everyone's out. The games are late, especially on Sunday. Again, they're changing it this year. The games are going to be late, not early on Sunday. So it's going to be a party all day long, both, both days. And real quick, Mike, where can people find you? OG Peer Pressure, Instagram. That's where you can find all right, guys. Well, listen. Hey, this is the this is a wrap on the first ever show of the Best Bet Corner on 1580 Fanatic. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank uh, the listeners out there. Hopefully, uh, you know, you'll have some insight to uh, maybe what we can do, how we're going to make uh, things better here. Listen, we're going to give them picks. If, if we win, we win. We lose, we lose. It's going to be fun all the way around. Guys, I really appreciate it. Manila Mike, uh, Jess, it's been great. I really appreciate it. And hopefully, uh, you know, we win our games. And uh, listen, Lenny K in the booth did a great job today, too. Can't, uh, can't forget about him. So, listen, that is a wrap on our show. Guys, thanks again. Tune in next week. And this is, again, the Best Bet Corner on 1580, The Fanatic.